Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining, and then there's that. I hope you are healthy. I hope your family is healthy, and I hope you are sustaining. As we are still in the midst of a pandemic, we are in the midst of, gosh, so many things. Um, the racial unrest in our country, justifiable racial unrest in our racial Unrest. I, I just want to say racial unrest in our in our country, and I'm not going to go into that because that's a whole podcast all by itself. Um, but you know what? Maybe I should. Maybe this podcast doesn't have to be one of those teaching, learning. But you know what? I just need to put it out there. I'm sick and tired of our black and brown people and our women being treated as if we are still three-fourths of a human being one-third of a human being, one-quarter of a human being. I'm just tired of it. When I walk out the door, I walk out the door using the same two feet that the privileged walk out the door using because, see, the difference in the only difference may be the door that I'm walking through. But for whatever reason in this country, it seems to be okay that you can show your biases and show your prejudices, not just in a way that you just establish who you are and what you think about people, but you have the right to tear another human being down or take their life. Like, I'm done with it. I've had enough. And, you know, I am praying. Uh, most of you know that I am a minister. I am a woman called by God to share the hope and the love that is in the Word of God, but I am also challenged through the Holy Spirit to speak the truth, and this is the truth. It is time. It is time for a change in this country. It is time for a change in this world, and the first change has to come from our mental, our mental. Not the mental of those who oppress or the mental of those who degrade or the mental of those who feel like, who feel like they are the privileged. Because, see, we give them that up on us when we say that they are the privileged. They are not the privileged people. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not here to be, you know, I'm not racist. And I know, you know, I'm the first one to say if somebody says they're not something they truly are, no, I'm actually not racist. But what I do call is a spade a spade. And if you're treating people unworthy to be in your space simply because of the color of their skin, simply because of whom they love, simply because of where they came from, simply because they don't fit into your small-minded paradigm of what good uh prosperous, successful looks like, then, yeah, I got a problem with you. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what gender you are. I've got a problem with you. Now, yes, I am going to pray for you. I'll even pray with you if I need to. But let me tell you something good. The prayer doesn't come without me speaking my truth. And my truth is I have a brown I have a black boy that I have raised who is an amazing man, and he is married to an amazing white woman, and they have a beautiful camera little boy and another camera little girl in the way. My son shouldn't have to worry about when he's walking through a store with his son in his arm. He shouldn't have the question posed to him, is that your 
child. He shouldn't have to worry about the looks that he gets when he's walking through a store with his wife, the woman he loves, simply because of the shades of brown between their skin. Because I don't care what you want to believe, if you're here in this U.S. of A., and your family's been here enough generations, baby, your pot ain't that pure either. It's not pure black. It's not pure white. He shouldn't have to worry about that. He really shouldn't. I shouldn't have to worry about my son when he's pulled over what someone's going to treat him like because of the color of his skin. Because he is a strong black man, because he doesn't stand hunched over and, you know, very, um, very, um, docile. No, he's a strong black man. He's going to stand with his shoulders upright and he's going to look you in your eyes and ask you, why am I being pulled over? Because he has every right to ask that question. But for whatever reason, the climate of this country today is telling me I have to remind my son, baby, don't look at him in the eyes. Baby, do exactly what they tell you to do. Don't be a man if you are approached by other people who are less than you because they have to prove that they're more than you. I have to tell that to my son. I'm not telling that to my son. I will not tell that to my son. Yes, he knows what's out there. He's already been thrown across a policeman's car. He's already been frisked for no reason. He's already been racially profiled. But I'm not going to teach him. I will not tell my son not to be a man. And I know it's a lot a lot of people out there is going to say, well, you don't want your son to come home alive. I do want my son to come home alive, but I want my son to also live. I don't want him to exist in this country where I know my ancestors, on the back of my ancestors, who are his ancestors, this place was built. I don't want him to exist in a country that we built on the sweat of our brow and the blood that rains through, that rolls through our veins. We built this country. I don't want him to walk through this place not being able to be a man, not being able to be the strong man that he was he was born to be. He was destined to be. And I don't want my daughter to feel that way either because it's not just our men that are being treated like this. It's our women too. Our black, our brown, our beautiful queens. They are also being treated in horrific ways when they are dealing with the established systems in this country. It is time for a change. Now, I know a lot of people may have an issue with Kamala. Kamala? Mamala Kamala. I always remember that because that's what her stepkids call her. They have a problem with Kamala. They have a problem with some of the things that she, some decisions that she may have made in regards to incarceration. Well, not that she made, the law she upheld um, in regards to incarceration. And they may have issues with that. They may have issues with with her for a lot of reasons. But let me tell you what I don't have an issue with. I don't have an issue with that black woman telling the truth. I don't have an issue with her saying what she needs to say about the man who is sitting in the Oval Office right now. I don't have an issue with her saying what's truly 
on the minds of many Republicans and Democrats alike, also the liberals and everyone else. I don't have I don't have a problem with her saying those things. You know what I have a problem with? I have a problem with people so laser focused on the flaws of her that they are not willing to say, I don't give a hoot what her flaws are. I can't live in this country one more term of a president in the way that it's going right now. So I need a change. And the thing about change is you can, you, you know, you can only change to what's available if there's a system in place. So there's a system in place, a democratic system in place, a, a, not democratic, a democracy in place that allows us to vote for our officials. That's why they're called elected. But in that respect, we dwindle down to two choices. We have one choice on the Republican side, and we have one choice on the Democratic side. Yes, you can write in whoever you want, and yes, you can vote for the, you know anybody else that may want to be on the ballot. All that's fine, but you and I both know none of that matters. We really have only two choices that will truly affect change or maintain the status quo in this country, and that's either you vote for the man that's sitting in the Oval Office or you vote for Biden and Kamala. Now, some of you may say, I'm not going to vote at all. No vote is actually a vote. No vote is a vote for whomever wins. So the point is, either you vote for them by choice or you vote for the winner by default. Either way, you voted. So why not vote for change? Or maybe, just maybe, you are a person that you are absolutely fine with the racial unrest in this country. You are absolutely fine with the hundreds of thousands of people that lost their lives to a pandemic that didn't have to be that bad. You are absolutely fine with all the homes and the homes that have been lost, the companies that have gone under. You are absolutely fine with the the people that truly depend on the US Postal Service to deliver not only a check, not only a mail, piece of mail, not only their bill, but their medication. How about that? Their medi- you are completely fine that they can't get their medication on time. You are totally fine that a young 17-year-old can walk through the streets with a rifle and shoot people, walk past the police cars with their light blaring, looking for the shooter with his arms up, and he is not arrested. You are okay with him going home and going to sleep at night. You are also okay with a man who is walking around to his car with his children in the car being shot seven times in their presence. You are okay with that. If you are okay with everything that is going on in this country today, and don't get me wrong, I am not so naive to believe that everything that's going on in this country today has been developed over the past four years. But let me tell you something good. If it wasn't unleashed by the leadership that we have in our country today, we wouldn't be experiencing it. So don't tell me about how, oh, this was brewed under Obama, or this was brewed under the presidents before Obama, or Biden was there and he's been in office for 47 years and he didn't do anything, and now they want Trump to fix everything. No, what we want Trump not to do is let loose the sickness and the hatred that has been in our country all these years, and we finally got it on a leash. So my point again, if you are okay 
with everything that is going on in our country today, with our children being used by like guinea pigs, being sent back into schools when we don't have this pandemic under control, if you are okay with children still in cages, wrapped up in foil, their parents are crying and suffering somewhere else, not able to get back to their children, and their children don't even know that their parents love them and are still reaching for them, if you are okay with that, truly, if you are, then you know what to do. And if you are not okay with everything I just said, you also know what to do. This comes down, this election, the state of our country, everything that's going on right now comes down to a decision. And that decision is, if nothing changes from this day forward, am I okay? And if you're not, then you know what you need to do. But let me tell you what you cannot do. That is nothing. And then there's that.